You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to the Express. It's Bilal Bakani, joined as always by Daniel Shahori. And WWE SummerSlam feels empty to me, Dan. Is that how you feel going into the show of shows aside from WrestleMania? A little bit, a little bit. There's, what, uh, 10 matches on the card, and I'm generally excited for one. Mm-hmm. I don't know, how about you? Yeah, no, I, f- I feel very much the same way. I'm looking at this card, and I'm saying, where's Becky Lynch? Where's Ronda Rousey? Where's Brock Lesnar? And then the things we do have are just, uh, they're barely there. So let's start to go through it. Uh, Universal champion Roman Reigns versus John, versus John Cena. And what is undoubtedly the biggest program going into this card, the Summer of Cena, which is consisted of a lot of dark matches that weren't on television, which is not doing much for anyone. Um, but I guess John Cena's happy with it. And there's, you know, as much as I like having Cena back and his return was great, and to see Roman as the dominant heel is great. Uh, I've not been crazy about Cena burying WWE and Roman in, in various promos, more so Roman than anything else, uh, and, and what WWE has become. But the reality is, I can't see John Cena walking away at the title. I think you've got to keep it on Roman. Absolutely. There's no way he's what? He's going to stay around for a few weeks after. And then he's gone until who knows when. So, yeah, there's no way he's going to make that belt. Now. Yeah. I, I, just, I just can't see. And again, I, I think this will be great. I think if there's one match you watch, this is it. I think the, the, the video package going into this is going to be pretty great. Um, sure. I, I feel bad for Finn Balor because he is, uh, you know, for a moment there, it looked like he was going to be the main event. And uh, now he's not really on the card at all, I don't think. So, uh, not on but, the card. I, I thought for a moment they might have done a three way, which was mm. dumb. So I'm glad they didn't. But he's like, at least he's lined up. In future, I guess, when John goes away. So I I guess that's fine. Um, Moving over to something that's not fine, and I don't know why it's this hard on the high on the list. It's the Raw Women's Champion, Nikki Ash, uh, almost a superhero, if you didn't know, taking on Rhea Ripley, uh, taking on Charlotte Flair. Uh, Believe it or not, uh, to borrow from Mauro Ranallo, this is happening, this triple threat. Dan, I'm just, you know, there's been these reports that Nikki's not really getting over in a live environment without the sweetening that's probably happening on Raw. Almost undisputedly, it's happening. Uh, Charlotte, they just took the title off or put it on her. I think maybe because the crowd seemed very hot to Rhea and she has the perfect opportunity here to be that sort of tweener edge type she is. I think this is a chance to put the title back on Rhea and then maybe wipe your hands clear of Charlotte and, and Nikki and, you know, come draft time, you flip Charlotte to SmackDown and, and hope you catch fire. But that's the only outcome that can save this disaster of a program. Yes. Look, I think other than Cena in the middle, I think everybody's getting crowd sweet. Uh, hmm. Just so they could, and, and especially with, uh, not especially, but Rhea, because I think the, the crowd's still confused how to take her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my second point of this is like, I, I, really, I have no interest in this match. Uh, they ruined Rhea Ripley. Mm. And, uh, and then I don't know, I don't know what the end game with Nikki Ash is going to be. But there's all, all three elements I'm not interested in. Not interested. Yeah, I, I think it's the only salvageable part of this is potentially Rhea, if maybe, maybe. she walks away. And you, you, Nikki falls away, and Rhea is the baby face. Um, and, and I don't know how exactly they do it. Maybe they do something where 
Charlotte's just battering Nikki. Rhea comes in, hits Charlotte with the riptide, and just gently brushes Nikki, rolls her out of the title picture forever, and gets but the do win. Do you think and that's going to happen, or do you? Like, what do you? Who do you think is going to win? That's who do you want to win? I I would. I'm going to give WWE way too much credit. I I think they hear the crowds. Uh, I think they they probably see the merchandise sales with Nikki. There's probably that little spike after Money in the Bank. It's probably gone away. Um, the whole Andrade Ric Flair situation. I think it probably has dampened their confidence in Charlotte unfairly. Um, and not that that's, you know, that's probably going to come back in a few months, but at this point, they're probably not crazy uh, to put a title on her. So I think Rhea Ripley is, is the point of no resistance. And, you know, maybe you take somebody from this Bianca Sasha program, flip them to raw after the draft. And you might actually have something. If we're talking about Sasha Banks and Rhea Ripley, that could actually work. Uh, especially if they finally understand with crowds now, that people genuinely like Rhea, despite how much they've screwed this up. People genuinely root for her. She's got that Aleister Black goth aesthetic, which is sort of uh, what the mainstream fans... I, I think she, she still uh, got it. I think yeah. she still got it. Um, but we'll, we'll see. That's about the most generous take I, c- I can give you, but um, it goes without saying, and I'll say it just because anyone's forgot. Rhea and Charlotte was just about the worst feud in, in wrestling in, in recent memory um, among uh, Alexa and Shayna Baszler. Uh, probably tied, to be quite honest with you, two of the worst feuds in any modern, uh, you know, WWE or AW programming I follow, and I follow a few. Uh, WWE champion Bobby Lashley is going to take on a Goldberg in the Battle of the Spear. Uh, certainly, we'll probably see Gage is Goldberg's son's name, I guess, and yep. uh, MVP at ringside, or at least MVP. You know, it wouldn't be the first time they gave a title to Goldberg, but I think they're working towards either Big E surprise cashing in on Bobby Lashley, probably less likely, or Brock Lesnar eventually coming back for Bobby. I think Goldberg is just sort of this pit stop to hopefully bump up some ratings and some storylines. And I think you can tell by the bill, they didn't really have much for this match. It's just, here are the two big boys. Uh, Goldberg, like he's even announced it on social media. He has two matches left on his contract. Mm. So he, he, he can't win. Yeah. Like he can't. Like, he, what are you gonna do? Like, have them waste another match on his next? Like, you know, he's they'll pull him out. Hmm. Like, you're not gonna see him again for many, many months. So he can't. Yeah. Now you would think loses here, and then you do a WrestleMania match. Oh, I I don't know with Roman or Cena or something, and, and that should be it. And I I think you know we've seen Goldberg struggle against the Undertaker. I think it was in Saudi Arabia. Like you've got to be very, very careful with this. And I, I would give them credit. They have not put much physical strain on Goldberg. I think even MVP probably made that spear easier for him. So and I don't expect this to be a long match. I'd be quite worried no. if it went more than five minutes, to be quite honest with you. That's right. You know, and maybe it's just MVP trips up his son, he gets distracted and that's it. And, and that would be fine with me. And if it's short and sweet and nobody gets hurt, I, I, I'll be okay with that. Um, I think we made progress with the Lashley character, not, not progress from the Hurt business, but progress from the ladies and I don't know what was going on there. So, yeah, I'm, exci- uh, I'm not excited about this match, but I'm curious as to how they're going to do it. It could be worse. Um, what could be a lot worse is the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. They're taking on Ray and Dominic Mysterio. This one is very interesting because there is there have been the little seeds that a lot of us have been wanting to see of Maybe a little tiny bit of friction between the Mysterios 
Um, but on the other hand, uh, Usos, you know, certainly there, there have been problems outside of WWE and, and Roman Reigns recently acknowledging them. Although I think if you're at that point, you're probably past them. So I would assume the Usos hold on and you either get the Ray and Dominic split here, especially since Dominic, I believe, debuted at SummerSlam about a year ago. And what a way for him to say, man, I, I showed up here a year ago and now you're holding me back, dad. And we couldn't even win the tag team titles. I hope that's where they go. I think that's the only logical place that they could. I, I just, you can't give the titles back to the Mysterios at this no, point. No, but, but I, no, but I also, I really don't want to see Ray and Dominic. But where else could you go, right? They're not going to win the, like, unless Ray goes to a manager role and they try to turn Dominic into a mid-card title guy, you could go in that direction. If physically that's where Ray is. Uh, look, I'm looking, look, I'm not saying they're not going to feud them. I just don't want to hmm. see it. Because Dominic's going to be heel, and he's not that good of an actor, and I just don't want to see them fight. Like they're, it's not even they haven't been even a team for that long. Yeah, I just I, want to see it. I think it's going to be cringe. And, and, no. Yeah, I think the problem becomes Dominic needs a mouthpiece, quite obviously. And to this sure. point, it's been Rey Mysterio. I, I don't think you could. So, see, they could have teased, and they haven't done it. Roman trying to turn Dominic on Ray, you know, or Paul Heyman trying to turn him uh, and make him part of this family because he just wants success. Because you know, there's room for a mid card mid card champion in that family, and Apollo Cruz ain't it right now. So, or just Apollo, if you will. I don't know. I think there's something there, but you're right. They haven't done the legwork to make you think they're going to do that. So they're probably just going to do the tag team breaks up and fights each other, which is WWE's like default plan for every tag team. Yep. Even, so, even when they are a team, they, they're, they're, they're funny. Yeah, I, I think this will be slightly above average because you have the father-son dynamic and then you have the history of Eddie Guerrero. I would be very careful about that. But, you know, Dominic can say you're not my real dad. Yeah, and he will. That's yeah, like, yes. uh, they'll probably screw it up. But there's potential that this is not, this is not going to be Tucker and Otis. I think this has got some juice in it, um, which is not saying much. But I think this is not quite at a Ms. Morrison level, but it's somewhere in between those two. I think there's potential for some interesting stuff here. But yeah, they'll screw it up. Um, speaking of things that might get screwed up, the SmackDown Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. So they have been pulled from a couple of live shows. <clears throat> and full disclosure, we're recording this before SmackDown. So all I know, for all I know, Dan, they'll be on SmackDown after we record this. Yeah. I read a report that they're cleared. Okay, so that's good news, and I don't know what the, the deal was there. So this match, you know, I'm glad you read that because I didn't, is back on. Um, th- this, you know, could potentially be match of the night just because I don't know what shape John Cena is in in an in-ring, you know, situation. And certainly this is very interesting. Um, you might get a third match even in this because I think there's a lot of, you know, built-up stuff here. And I like the angle that Sasha has brought in Selena Vega and Carmella. It's a very good spot for those two to be. Um, I guess what would be interesting is, is Bianca going to get some friends? Certainly the Lib Morgans of the world have been very quiet. Um, but then after that, is, yeah. is it Tony Storm or is it maybe Knox and Shotzi? Does, does Bianca call in the tank? Like, I, I wonder I if there's... But where all those four women you just mentioned, where are they? Uh, they're on SmackDown. But where are they? Where's Tony Storm has been on for a month. Yeah, Tony Storm is a weird one because you're Isn't right. She, weird. She yeah, yeah, no, it's very weird. And, and then she was gone. And they, 
they had a they've had a couple spots for JC Jane on NXT who has a very Tony Storm like gimmick, which worries me a lot because it makes me think, oh, they're giving her Tony Storm's gimmick. That is a problem. Uh, and Gigi Dolan in a very similar manner too. And you've got Mandy sort of around them. So I am quite worried about that. Uh, yeah, Shotzi and, and Knox, I believe, were not on SmackDown this week, although they were on a couple weeks ago. So yeah, hope- yeah, yeah, and Liv Morgan's totally disappeared after Money in the Bank. I don't think she's been on a SmackDown since, as far as right. I can remember. But either, like, and, like, and they hardly use uh, Shotzi and hmm. uh, Knox. They did hit Baron Corbin with the tank in the groin, they which did. I enjoyed immensely. So they're per, they are maximizing their minutes. I will give them that the old wrestling cliche. But yes, I hope Bianca, as as a babyface, is smart enough to ask some friends in, and you know, not just be a good match, but have these other women at ringside, maybe on commentary, whatever. Just give us a bit more of that division because it's, it's, it's actually not a bad women's division. I think especially compared to Raw, I am more invested in Shotzi and Knox than maybe anyone on Raw right now in the women's division, uh, which is not saying much, but at least there's a connection and a genuine entertainment there, uh, even if they called her Knox and then gave Tegan her first name back in the first month. I don't know what's going on there, but... That's, that's how it goes. Uh, Edge is going to take on Seth Rollins. Now, obviously, this dates back to Seth almost breaking his freaking neck all those years ago. Which um, they, they never showed. Yeah, I was going to say, they haven't, they, they've alluded to it. No. But Why haven't they, they showed this? I, I honestly think, Dan, somebody at Fox has seen that and said, no, you can't show that. I, I think that's what, because I think Fox has say, because I can't understand why they wouldn't do this. Don't talk about it. I, so I, I know. Yeah. Like, I think if fans like you and I know what the deal is. Um, and so for anyone who doesn't know, I will give Seth and Ed, Edge some credit. They've built sort of a sub-narrative of, you know, Edge gets Seth's shot. Seth costs Edge his shot. So they've built a decent enough. I, I, I agree. It's very weird. They haven't just said, this is the problem. This is the deal. I, I, anyone who knows, knows. But if you don't know, I, I could see how you wouldn't know. This match should be great. <clears throat> it, it sort of reminds me in a smaller way of Rock Hogan. Uh, on a much smaller scale, but it's got that kind of vibe. And the fans have been big in on Edge. Um, and Seth has certainly been one of the heels who's got a lot of reaction. So I think this will be very good. I wish the build was a little bit better, but overall, I'm pretty excited for this one. It's all right. I mean, yeah, it's actually one of the better ones. Um, who, who do you think goes over? Ooh, I think, you know, going to your point about Goldberg, I don't know how much Edge truly can work. I think he's still on a pretty limited schedule. Um, so I think you got to give this to Seth because they have had him on the peripheral of that uh, Roman Reigns uh, championship picture. So I think you have to keep Seth somewhat hot here um, because I think he is one of your future top heels and Edge is Edge. He'll be here when he can be here, but I think that's going to be fairly limited. I think Edge is going to go over. Ooh. I think they're going right. to sacrifice Rollins for now. Yeah, wouldn't be shocked. It wouldn't be the, the first time or the last, especially with Edge. Uh, just look at uh, multiple uh, Royal Rumbles. They, he, let uh, him, they, they let him start at number one in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I forgot the about same that. same very year. So I, I think they still hold a lot. I think they think he has, uh, like a, you know, maybe a year or two left. I get, yeah, I, I guess the thing for me is, like, to what end? He's already failed against Roman. Um, now, look, he could win this. He could have momentum. You could send him to Raw. You could do another battle of the spear with Bobby Lashley and Edge. Right. That That's, you know, Andy could take some shots at MVP. I'd be pretty I in for that. I think that's what they're going to do. 
I, I hope you know what I hope that's what if, if Seth has to and the thing is I will give Seth and, and Edge a lot of credit. These guys are pretty Teflon. It doesn't matter who wins this match. We could be sitting here, um, you know, in a few months saying, oh, looks like Seth Rollins is going to take on Roman Reigns and Edge is going to take on Bobby Lashley. Like these are, of all the matches, these are two guys you could very potentially see in main events in the very near future and, and rightfully so. Um, two guys you will not see in a main event is the United States champion Sheamus and he's taking on Damian Priest. Um, this seems a little thrown together because we had the bad bunny Damian Priest thing and then he just disappeared for a while and then he just came back and then all of a sudden he was into the U.S. title picture where Ricochet is gone. I have no idea. He's still there somewhere. But Priest is pretty good, you know, for, for uh, a rookie who's approaching 40. Uh, he has yeah. got a lot of uh, swagger. He's been very good in this role. He's, he's bounced off even some of the weirder crowd stuff. And I think he's done excellent here. I think Sheamus has been great. So these are two guys who have worked very hard during the pandemic. It's nice to see them in front of crowds in a championship match. And yeah, I, th- I think, you know, I'm not expecting a bunch, but I think they'll be very good. I really like Damian Priest and, uh, and Sheamus has been really good as a bit. So I, I, uh, I'm expecting Damian Priest to win this. He should. It's, it's time. It's a good yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like- win that belt. Uh, yeah, and I feel like Sheamus has gotten a lot out of this, and I think yes, you know, he doesn't need this. Yeah, he th- there's always going to be other stuff for Sheamus, and I think to put it on Priest would really solidify yeah. him at least and as a mid carder, you know, not just a guy who's a celebrity. This is this is where we're sitting. So yeah, and again, I think in the title, you know, Bad Bunny is going to do some sort of shout out. They're going to gush about. So absolutely, you know, it's going to be hard to resist. Uh, speaking of resisting, Jinder Mahal cannot resist Drew McIntyre's gigantic sword. Can't and believe this. Finally, they will go one on one in a rivalry once again that ignores their history with three man band, which yep. I guess Heath Slater vetoed the rights on that. I don't know what happened there. He must have had like Lucy uh, kind of copyright rules with all this stuff because I don't know why you wouldn't just lean on that history. Like this rivalry has been Jinder saying, he doesn't text me back. By the way, I have a new ba- bike. Oh, I stole his sword. Oh, it's not really his sword. Oh, he broke my sword. Not with he broke my bike, but not with the sword, with his hands, which is weird. I, the whole thing is a little like we don't want to acknowledge the history. We don't want him to really use the sword, but he's going to brandish the sword. I, it's kind of all over the place. Um, and I, I hope that the match will just just be a match and not be so silly because. Man, it, it's really just felt like Jinder Mahal borrowed one of the Undertaker's bikes, uh, much like Drew McIntyre was gifted McMahon's sword. It feels like a couple of kids cosplaying at times, but these guys can really wrestle, and I hope that's what this is. They can, but this is a long show. Uh, I, this is another one I don't see going more than five minutes. Yeah, no, and I think rightfully so, because this, this has uh, been something we've seen on TV every week, uh, which is more than we can say about John Cena and some of these other things. So I, I'm with you. Keep it short. We've already seen Shanky and Veer get involved a lot. I don't need to see, like, okay, maybe they go in the apron and they get Claymore right away. Done. Like, I don't need to see a lot of those guys that have been around. Um, you know, you didn't see Jinder's uh, lawyer take a hit at this point. So we've gotten a lot of nonsense along the way. Speaking of nonsense, Alexa Bliss, uh, surely accompanied by Lily, will take on Eva Marie, accompanied by Dudrop. And uh, this will be a match, apparently. Um... Yeah, Dan, I'm almost at a loss for words here. Uh, I would imagine Little Miss Bliss will defeat Eva because if yes. she doesn't, I think the space-time continuum will break. <laughs> uh, again, another case. Okay, so I, I am looking forward to this one. I forgot about this one. Just 
I need to see what they're going to do here. Mm. Uh, this is Alexa Bliss is always going to be, as she has that, the current gimmick that she has is always going to be a talking point for mm-hmm. better or for worse. And usually it's for worse. And it's a shame because I really like her and, mm-hmm. and I really like the, the style that she's developed. She can't keep that. She can't do it. She can't keep this character while Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt is not accompanying it. It's, it, it, it. You're just going to constantly think about him. And that's not fair to her. That's yeah. not fair to him. You should just move on from this yeah I, i'm at a point dan where I, alexa should certainly win but if she did a parody of eva marie's gimmick at this point and somehow indoctrinated dewdrop um okay like you know i adapt you're right because the you're right the bray wyatt thing hangs over her in an incredibly unfair way you know yeah. and you need they're, they're, they're gonna like this crowd they're gonna chant bray wyatt Oh, every it's basically every crowd she's ever going to be in front of for quite a long time uh, until a Wyatt, even if a Wyatt shows up in AEW, I don't even know if that would, and I don't even think that's going to happen. So, you know, if he goes off to say New Japan or somewhere else, I don't think there's going to be enough for people. I think they're still going to do it. So you need, and I think the problem is they're obviously making money off this gimmick, but the reality is Alexa Bliss is very marketable. If you give her a good enough gimmick, but realistically, I think the thing is they're just like, we don't have any ideas. And that's why they're sticking to this gimmick in spite of popular, I don't want to say popular, maybe it's a vocal minority, but nevertheless, in spite of a lot of opposition. Um, and look, I, I, I like Alexa making fun of Eva's gimmick. I like the stuff with dude. Like, I think there's pieces of this that are exactly. actually, I like her and she's a good actor. Like, in fact, I think she should, get a series like she should be on a tv show she's really good but she can't hold on to this character yeah it's not no. fair, but she it has to go yeah no i, th- I think it'd be and, and look she's gotten a good ride out of it and I, I think at the end of the day she is someone you're going to have to potentially put into a women's title program on raw probably sooner than later the way things yep. are going unless you really flip this on the draft uh and even then she's ultimately going to end up there so yeah i i hope this is a chance for you know just maybe it's just her and Dewdrop and it's just them being them. I don't know. Just something and, and change it up. And with Eva, you know, you can just crop, you can squash Eva forever and you won't lose anything. No. So why not? You know? Inspiration for everyone. Finally, Dan, we've got the Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles, and almost taking on RK Bro. And I'll give WWE a lot of credit. Um, I still don't exactly know why Randy Orton took about a month off in the build to this. Um, I, I assume he just had a very nice vacation is the best theory I've heard. And the only thing that really tracks. Um, so I hope Randy had a good vacation, but on the other end of this, this has actually been a surprisingly good build because you had the time when Randy was away and Riddle pinch hit it. And it kind of worked and you brought Randy back. You did the very, 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 very slow burn of them coming back together. And now I'm sort of all in and you can go either way. You can put the titles on these guys or you cannot. And Randy can RKO them and you kind of can't go wrong. Yeah. You know what? I actually hadn't thought about the music. Of course that is a possibility. Um, I, I still think they're going to win. Mm-hmm. And then I, but in both scenarios, what do you do? It's obvious what you would do with them to 
they're definitely going to go through a match. But what do you do with AJ and Owens after this? Are they going to have? A, are they going to few? What happens to Omos once AJ Styles is removed? Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. And do you? Because I think early on the relationship was almost was AJ's heavy, and AJ was trying to get back to the world title picture uh, or, or even a U.S. title picture. And look, if we're looking at Damian Priest and potentially Bobby Lashley. Um, there's a lot of room, but I I think there's a problem. The problem with this gimmick is I don't think WWE has set this up correctly. They are using AJ as a heel, but you're back in front of live crowds Mm -hmm. and AJ's charming is not the right word, but entertaining. And he genuinely makes you laugh and is a terrific wrestler and almost is just this Andre the Giant, and I mean in terms of size, not in terms of ability, because there's a big gap there, but he's an attraction. So you almost have like a Shawn Michaels diesel thing, not as much as Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, but you have that. And you potentially, if you let these guys be faces and you let them run up the ranks, you know, AJ's already been a world champion. I don't know if almost will ever be at the level in ring to do that. But if he's ever going to get to that proficient level, if you have him and AJ in this role where he's the the backup for AJ as AJ climbs up to the top, you sort of can reverse engineer a Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez situation if almost is at that level. And I don't think he'll ever get to that level, but at least you give yourself the potential. Um, And and honestly, I'd rather see AJ face Bobby Lashley and you're going to need someone to face Damian Priest in the future. So it makes a lot of sense. I'm also tired of AJ Styles being a heel. Mm. He's a natural baby face. Yeah. They've done this long enough. And, and I hope they turn Omos with him. Because again, he should. The thing with wrestlers like this and mm. the track record of WWE, uh, the closest uh, example I can think of is Greg Holly. It's like once you beat this guy, he's mm. done. The mystique is done. Yeah. Because uh, he's so limited. So once they beat him, and so therefore, you, you shouldn't even need to put him in a situation where he could lose. Like, like you said, you should go back to him just being his heavy and have AJ turn with him, and he's just his backup. He shouldn't be in matches before he can lose. Yeah, and, and look, if you don't do this right, he's going to be out there with Reggie in the 24-7 championship before you know it. It's a very slippery yeah, stuff. That's it. That's right. So if, if you've invested this much time, I hope they, they, they can, they can easily mishandle him. And that's by giving him singles matches, going for a title. Cause eventually he has to lose it. So don't, this will have to back up. He's not a wrestler. So. Yeah. No, you said it well, Dan. Um, look, we're, we're going to run cause SummerSlam's around the corner. There's an NXT show as well, but uh, here at WWE, you're tooling that. So uh, we will not preview that. And uh, what's what's next on the docket here, Dan? We got AEW's got some pay per view they've been building all out something. Oh yes, and then the you know the, this Friday feels like a pay per view. Um, but yes, all out is going to be so what the, that's what two weekends from now. I believe so, and, and certainly, like, look, you, you're alluding to it. If CM Punk, like, there's a part of me that still thinks CM Punk is not going to show up on Friday. Um, on. But but you you can't do all the things you've done and not no. deliver. But but and we'll not, see. And nobody deny it at this point. 
Yeah, that yeah, that is very key, and certainly the way you know yeah. Phil Brooks is both, both parties have been denied this; they couldn't deliver on this. Yeah, and I look, I give them credit. You know, you and I are taping this right after Dynamite. They they didn't tip their hat too much, so I will give them a lot of credit. They left you know just enough breadcrumbs, but they mm-hmm. didn't smash you over the head with it. So I have uh, a huge amount of respect, you know, there. And it wasn't ex- it wasn't like Diamond Mind, where I thought there was something wrong with my TV with these promos playing, where it looked where it literally looked like CM Punk's you know fist in the thing. And I was thinking, CM Punk coming to NXT doesn't make any sense. Um, so I give him a lot of credit for that. And uh, yeah, we'll keep you posted. Thanks as always, Dan. And I'm about to cough, so that's my it for pleasure. This is the Express. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 